Hello, TSF family. We wanted to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for your hard work to love yourself more and for your feedback. Can you believe it's been three years that we've been doing this spiritual fix and it has been such a beautiful labor of love for Anna and me. We have loved doing this work. We've loved hearing from you and we love exploring ourselves and each other alongside our listeners. We wanted to put out the call for three ways that you can help support us to support you. One, we would love you to leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Two, drop us an email and let us know how much the podcast means to you. And three, you can donate monthly or even just once to our PayPal patronage. Every little bit helps and we are so grateful to those of you who have donated already. Thank you. You help make this podcast possible. Thanks, y'all. You can go to our website, www.thisspiritualfix.com for information on how to pledge as well as to email us. This Spiritual Fix. Now presenting question and answer time where you can ask us any question. Today we're going to be answering in our bonus episode a question that someone sent us. Cool. So someone sent us this question. Hi ladies, what I'm needing is some information about what is keeping me stuck. Why can I not stay in the present moment and work on manifesting my true potential? My dream, which happens to be to become a blank blank. I'm blanking that out because I want this to be applicable to anyone. Mm -hmm. My dream is to become a blank blank. It seems out of reach for me. Logically, I know I can do this, but that isn't helping me. I do not stay in the moment and meditate or read or finish the class on this or that that I paid for. It has to be fear from somewhere, but how do I overcome that? Where is it coming from? I have always been one that I say has been sleepwalking through life. I have always been overwhelmed and have not paid much attention to my life, what I do or what I experience. I have very few vivid memories because of this. I just cannot wake up in the moment. Any insight would be appreciated. Thanks. So this person is asking us basically three questions, I think. Yep. So number one is, why am I sleepwalking through my life? Number two, how can I stop sleepwalking through my life? And number three, how do I get motivated to actually achieve my dreams? Yeah, or to finish what you start. Right. So. So. (laughs) It's a low, low, I don't know if. I mean, okay, so. Okay, the answers are 42. (laughs) 42. Yes. Yes, and dolphins. (laughs) The, the, okay, so. For one thing I want to say is that it is really, really easy for us to judge ourselves and say that we're sleepwalking. But I think that as Anna has pointed out with the Ram Dass information and things like that, that we are just going through periods of being asleep and being awake. And in the broader sense, we are waking up. And in that waking upness is a waking sleeping stage. Right. And I think that we have a tendency, and I am totally a culprit of this, of being exceptionally hard on yourself about I'm sleepwalking or I'm not achieving my dreams or I'm not doing things like that. The thing is, is that, you know, if we're not the doer of action, if we're, if we're not, if we're being done, then you're kind of doing the thing that you need to do by just being where you are right now. And the opening will come when the opening is there. Like when the opening is ready for you to come in to do this different thing, then it will be. And I can tell you that if you have a cycle of self-abuse in which you keep saying, why am I sleepwalking all the time? I can't, I'm like, so I'm, not achi- I'm, I'm not, I'm so asleep. I'm so doing this. You are creating a lot of churn. You're creating a lot of self-abuse 
that is actually just leading you into a more of a drama triangle dynamic within your own mind instead of where you want to go, which is I just accept wherever I am right now. And, you know, this feeling shall pass. This too shall pass. Right. And, and I am exactly where I need to be. There is no wrong step that I am taking in my life. And I think the fact that you don't have vivid memories is actually a good sign that you have been awake and, and present because it's when you roll in the past that you have all these vivid memories. Like if you're really staying true to the moment, you're not holding on to the past and then replaying it in your head. So not having vivid memories is actually a great sign, I think. Uh, I do too. So yeah, I would agree that, you know, when you have vivid memories of the past or when you have fantastical visions of the future, you're not in the moment now. And, you know, we could, we can, we can take apart so many different things and compare ourselves to what other people's experiences are, but ultimately that's not, that's, that doesn't help us. That just gives us more fodder for self-abuse, right? Right. Like, for example, I like this idea that like, you know, when a child is crying, for example, I will see parents be like, oh, they're faking it. I'm not going to go pick them up like a baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're just fake fussing. I'm not going to pick them up because they're faking it. And then I've always been like, well, even if my child is fake crying, even a fake cry is a cry for attention. Like even if they're just only crying for attention, that's still a need. Yeah, maybe they're not hungry. Maybe they don't need a diaper change. But if they're fake crying to get attention, why don't I give them what they're wanting, which is attention? So in this situation, it's kind of like you might be zoning out of the present moment to protect yourself, but you're still needing to protect yourself. Like I'm not sure I'm I'm, I'm showing the, the parallel in this, but what I'm trying to say is, Maybe you are protecting yourself from the present moment because if you stop and are actually in the present moment, a lot of pain and suffering is going to come up and you are protecting yourself. So it is a genuine need. Like maybe it's quote unquote, not right in the sense that like babies shouldn't fake cry. Like maybe it's not quote unquote, right for baby to fake cry. Maybe it's not a right for you to be aimlessly numbing yourself out to your life, but maybe that numbing yourself out is to show you that there is another need that you are, you are fulfilling a need that you have by numbing yourself out. So mm-hmm. let's just also just thank the fact that some of us coast through life unconsciously and we numb ourselves out because we are, that is our way of protecting ourselves from pain that we're not ready to deal with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, the, and that's the thing, like, I can't emphasize this enough. Like I, I, I talked to so many clients about this and I talk, I just talked to so many people about this is that Am I on the right path? Like, I really cannot emphasize this enough that there is no such thing as the right path. Right. And there's no pressure to wake up. Like, yeah. you're going to wake up. Yeah. Like, we're all going to die one day. Like, we're all fucking going to die. We can't escape it. Mm-hmm. Like, you are going to wake up one day. You are going to, you can't escape it. So don't beat yourself up for not waking up yet. Yep. Yep. There's no, there is no right path. There is no path that's over there that feels easier, that feels whatever the resistance that you have in your life to your current circumstances, even if it is a, cur- a circumstance of, of sleepwalking contributes to making it feel like the path isn't right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like a self-fulfilling thing where it's like, it's like you're wading through jelly and you're like, I feel like I'm wading through jelly, but then like the jelly is being created by your resistance to walking through the jelly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I, I'm trying to, to, basically describe a paradox, but 
you know, are where you need to be asleep awake you're where you need to be you're where you need to be and so for the second question i think for me i i mean anna and i we literally called our podcast this spiritual fix because it was a joke on the fact that we literally start got all these courses and we would start all these things and and anna's amazing at doing them because she's got this like fucking crazy discipline right but i I will buy a course just because I have a craving to buy a course and to have its 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 it contents, but then I won't actually do it. Like, or I won't, you know, God, how many undone things do I have? You know, but but ultimately I've started to recognize that when the time is right and when the moment is right for me to be inspired to do it, then I will. And as long as I can become more and more in touch with that inspiration, more and more in touch with like listening and like, I'm just going to go run past all my books right now because I don't have anything to read or I'm, I'm setting aside time for me to do this. And I'm just going to be like, what do I feel inspired to do? What excites me? What is so exciting right now? What is the most, not, not like, I don't want to have to, to figure out how to do dreams or I don't want to have to figure out how to do all this other stuff. What is the most fucking exciting thing in my life right now? I'm going to go do that. Right. It's not about accumulating degrees in psychic powers. It's not about accumulating anything. It's about following your fucking excitement to the to, to whatever degree you can. And if that includes a course, then great. Right. But if not, that's also okay. To get the ball rolling on your dream goals, et cetera. I have three things that I want to say about that. Number one is are you a perfectionist? Now, the difference between a perfectionist and a non-perfectionist is not that the perfectionist actually creates perfect work, but the perfectionist thinks that they're creating perfect work. <laughs> the perfectionist can get really tied up in in not do, finishing something because they're not doing it right. So maybe just see what the bottleneck is. Like see what's stopping stopping it. Like are you in the middle of a course and then you don't understand anything and then you think, oh, well, fuck, I don't understand it, so I'm giving up. Like, are you giving up because you don't have a perfect understanding of it? Are you giving up because you're not the perfect student? Like, is perfectionism holding you back? So mm-hmm. that's one question yep. to ask yourself. Number two, is fear of rejection holding you back? Like, ultimately, do you think that you don't deserve what's on the other end of these courses? Like, if these courses are going to lead you to, say, get your MBA or your doctoral degree or your psychic certificate or your meditation, whatever. Like, if these courses are aiding you in achieving some sort of goal, do you have a fear of rejection? Like, do you have a fear that you that you are going to be rejected in that, in that, in that new setting? Or do you believe that you don't deserve it? Maybe write yourself a list and just be cathartic about it. It can be like the reason why I don't deserve to be a doctor, the reason why I don't deserve to be a psychic, the reason why I don't deserve to be a mother. And then just let your hand go and just see what kind of unconscious biases you have holding you back from getting that goal. Or maybe it's, I'm afraid to be a doctor because of my fear of rejection, because I'm afraid that blah, blah, blah. You know, you can also just do it there. Like try to hone in on, there's a, there's a quote, the answer is in the question. Rumi says the answer is in the question. So like try to figure out what is the question that you really want to know? Like, like, are you afraid to have this goal? Do you don't think you're worthy of having the goal? Like that's another way to look at it. The third thing I want to say regarding motivation is I'm a very disciplined person in the sense that if I set out to have a goal, I will achieve it. 
And there's two things that I do to make sure that I hit my goals. One is I always start small. I only start with small goals because my fear is if I create a really big goal, then I won't, I won't do it. Like for example, instead of saying, I'm going to strength train three times a week for 30 minutes a week. I'm like, I'm going to strength train Monday through Friday for five minutes. Okay. When I have that down, I'm going to do it for eight minutes and then I'm gonna do it for 10 minutes. I'm now at 12 minutes. I've been working out on on top of my regular workout. I'm doing strength training 12 minutes a day, every day, but I had to start small because I had to start at a place where I would feel successful. If I made my goal too big, I wouldn't hit it. And then that would discourage me and make me feel like a loser. And then I wouldn't do it at all. So I'd rather do a little bit every day and hit a goal than like do a lot and fall off the wagon. Right. The other thing I was going to say is Marissa Peer says this in her course called Uncompromised Life, which might be a course you want to do. It's on Mind Valley. It's called Uncompromised Life by Marissa Peer, and she basically rewires your brain. She says that we have iOS updates all the time to our computers. You know, your phone gets an update all the time. Like, why not update your brain and your thoughts? And one of the things she says in the course, which is beautiful, is she says, motivation does not come to you. If you're waiting for motivation to come, it does not come. Motivation is made. It never comes. If you're sitting around waiting for the motivation to do X, Y, or Z, it's not going to happen. So she, her, her trick, which I find really works is tell yourself 15 minutes, 15 minutes is not that much time. So for example, let's say I need to fold laundry, which I hate folding laundry. Laundry is like the last thing I want to do is fold it. So I will just get a timer and I'll be like, Alexa, set timer for 15 minutes. And I tell myself, I'm going to fold laundry for 15 minutes. 15 minutes, starting now. Oh, sorry, Alexa, off. (laughs) So then what happens is I set the timer for 15 minutes and I will be like, for 15 minutes, I'm going to completely focus on folding my laundry. Guess what happens? When that 15 minutes is over, there's two different things that happen. Either one, I have created the motivation because motivation is created. And then I want to finish the task. So I go the next 30 minutes or next 10 minutes and finish it. Or I discover I did a shitload in 15 minutes. And usually like a lot of these things, you know, you know, uh, balancing your checkbook, washing your dishes, folding your laundry, taking that course, like a lot of the things we do, if you just tell yourself, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to give my hundred percent for 15 minutes. You can get a lot done in 15 minutes. And then again, you also might find that you have created your motivation and you have the motivation to just keep going. No, no, that's, that's great. And one of the things that I just recently read a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Okay. And it's all about, I mean, it's about creating art, right? It's not, it's like, it's, it's less, it's about how are you actually motivating yourself to do, to do the things that you want to do in terms of your art, whether it's writing, whether it's creating, you know, paintings, whatever it is, if you are struggling, there are basically three things that he says to do. The first thing is to recognize that resistance, which we talk about a lot, yeah, resistance is the most diabolical and ever-present thing in your life when you're trying to create your art, right? Like that basically you need to recognize that resistance is a constant force that's always convincing you very cleverly to not sit down and do your art, to not sit down and do your thing, to not sit down. There's going to be, it is, it can literally come up with the most amazing logical rationalizations for why you shouldn't sit down and take your course. Like it will always come up with something, right? And what you need to do is you need to recognize that every day you wake up, it is going to be present in your life and you need to say, okay, 
I'm either going to get going right away by doing 15 minutes things. I'm, there are many, many different things that you can do to resist, resist to, to not resist, but to accept resistance and not let it overcome you and not let it stop you from doing your art and not let it stop you from doing your, your purpose. But just know that it is literally a constant enemy. Right. And that constant enemy is something that if you forget about it for one minute, it will take over. And okay, great. No, no. Do you have something else about resistance? I was going to ask about, about regarding resistance. My sister told me this great exercise, which she teaches. She's a professor. She called it the bottleneck exercise. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask about. Yep. And so she says, you know, figure out what is the bottleneck? Like what you have this bottle and you want to like pour it and something's getting stuck. Like what is it that's, where are you getting stuck? If you can find where you're getting stuck and then find solutions to that stuckness, it'll change everything. I'll give you an example. So working out and like consistently working out strength training every day is something that I've struggled with a lot. And I had a bottleneck and guess what my bottleneck was? Laundry. (laughs) Fucking hate laundry. And I have these beautiful hundred dollar Lululemon leggings and I wouldn't want to put them on because it meant I had to hand wash them or delicate wash them and then air dry them. And I also, they were so expensive. Like I didn't want to sweat in them and wait, quote unquote, waste them. Very silly. But it's like I had these beautiful workout outfits that I was afraid to wear because I was afraid of the work involved in washing them and I wasn't afraid of wearing them out. So I wouldn't like, I'd be like careful not to sweat in them, which is like the stupidest thing. It's just the whole thing was stupid, but laundry was my bottleneck and I didn't even realize it. So I went on to a website. I bought some really cute workout clothes from China. They're like $6 each. If I wash them in hot water and they shred after 10 washes, fine. Well, they won't. They haven't. They're actually good quality. But like the point being is I just needed to forget some cheap workout clothes that I didn't care how I washed them, that I I wasn't worried about replacing them. And then guess what? I'm working out every day and I'm sweating in them because I'm like, I don't fucking care if they get destroyed because laundry was my bottleneck. And it's so silly. It's so silly that laundry was holding me back from working out every day, knowing what I know about exercise and health. But that was the truth of it. So like figure out what is, what is the thing that's holding you back? It might be really subtle. Mine was happening in my closet. It wasn't happening. My, my resistance wasn't happening in the gym. My resistance was happening when I was picking out my clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be that for some people, they need to set out all their paints so that they just sit down that the setup process for painting takes too long or they, every single time that they turn on their computer, there's other things that distract them. Their email comes up first and therefore they get completely distracted from what they're trying to do because the, something comes up to distract them in that period. So that's, that's resistance. The second thing that he says in this book, the war of art is he says, become a pro. Like whatever it is you're doing, stop being an amateur and start being a pro. An amateur works on the weekends, they do it for love, and it becomes saying that they're a writer becomes more important than actually writing every day. And pros write, they do their art every single fucking day. It's the big D, discipline. Yep, they do it every day. And Marissa Pierce says that too in Uncompromised Life. Yeah. Make small steps towards your goal every single day of your life. Yeah. It, you would not, if you were hired to be a writer or if you were hired to be a painter and that was your job and you got a salary, you would not just be like, I don't feel like doing it today. Like you might go on vacation or have a sick day or something like that, but you would sit there and you would fucking commit to that thing. So do that. And then the third thing is always pay homage, homage to the muse, right? Which is especially when it comes to art, this is obviously more specific towards art, but like always recognize that things come through you and they aren't you. And the more that you can 
recognize that you are a channel for the divine love in life and the divine love in everything, or, you know, the love and the creativity and the Shakti or whatever you want to call it. And you have gratitude to towards that, the more that the muse will play with you and you'll mm-hmm. have fun and you'll find that fucking excitement that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> All right, moving on to the third question of this listener, which was basically, how do I become more aware and more awake? Gosh, just listen to our podcast, the end. (laughs) Just kidding. Meditation, shadow work, primal wounds, removing resistance, prayer. I mean, there's just a lot of ways to wake up and a lot of ways to realize why are you resisting that which is, you know, the greatest spiritual teaching of Ram Dass is be here now. What is keeping you from being here now? Is it too painful to be here now? If it is too painful, what skeleton in your closet do you need to take out and love and kiss? Yep. I think that's everything in a nutshell then. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for sending your questions. And if you have any questions yourself, you can email us at this.spiritual.fix at gmail.com. And when we get a good juicy question, we'll be happy to answer it on a bonus episode. Yep. Thanks guys. And remember humility, gratitude, acceptance, done. Let me tell y'all a riddle. There are four girls and four apples in a basket. Every girl takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How is this possible? The answer, one girl took the basket. She took the last apple while it was in the basket. Sometimes all it takes is a perspective shift. This is my specialty, y'all, and I am opening up two spots in the next two months for dedicated journeyers to work with me to find peace, purpose, and most importantly, perspective. In these journeys, we co-create a curriculum that suits your current blocks, goals, and needs, and we use all the tools, shadow work, books, fiction, remote viewing, intuition, meditation, guided journeys, energy healing, dreaming techniques, you name it, we do it, and all to achieve a commonly held set of objectives. And if you're interested in hearing more, book a free call with me at www.chriswilty.com forward slash discover.